Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about meat milk? Then you must be thinking of another podcast. Ew! Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? I'm here on Earth. How are you? I'm also here. I was like... A little pumped, getting tired now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's late in the evening. I've been watching uh, some animals for a friend, and their schedule is very different than mine. Oh, the animals? Like they are like early risers, early to betters. Ah, you know. So it's yeah. like I've kind of had to shift my stuff to kind of align. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, it's about time for bed. <laughs> <laughs> so starting to feel that now it's not that time it's podcast time i know so what's going on jeff bezos went to space unfortunately sure he did okay did well, he like go to space or did he just go really high he just i i'm unclear on it honestly <laughs> i think he just went really high i mean this is old news by this point i just i keep thinking about it and it just makes me mad the more i think about it <laughs> well you know what would make you less mad what like, the day after he did that, mm-hmm. uh, the FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, said, we're not going to allow him to claim the word astronaut. <laughs> so they changed the definition of an astronaut so that he does not fit it now. Good. Fucking good. So the official definition now is... To be considered an astronaut, you have to have you have to have done something that aided in the flight of the mission. Like you can't just sit in the space shuttle, go really high into space and come down and everybody else did the work. You had to press a button. You yeah, had like, to like do something while you were up there. Because it's like an automated ship that he did, right? Really? Like a fully automated? Yeah, like nobody did anything. They just went like, Yep, we're sitting here and the rocket did everything. God damn. Okay. I mean, that's really cool. Sure. But yeah, like he didn't do anything. He sat in a chair and went really high. It's like self-driving cars, but for space. Yeah. I mean, he basically went on like a really tall Superman ride, you know, (laughs) that's it. (laughs) Like he didn't do anything, you know? Yeah. So they were like, no, you have to. And it says here. Passengers have to have demonstrated activities during flight that were essential to public safety or contributed to human space uh, flight safety or something. Yeah, there we go. Fucking Bezos. So I don't even think pressing a button would do it now. Yeah, you you gotta like like, be part of it. You gotta do something that betters humanity while you're up there. Yeah. Big prick. Speaking of big prick, holy shit, did you see the rocket? (laughs) I did, because all I saw were the memes from Austin Powers. My God. Like, it it's almost like it had to be intentional, because 
the rocket is shaped like a big penis, just like in Austin Powers. And then the picture yep. of the crew, which I thought was just like a, a picture of Jeff Bezos photoshopped next to another picture of Jeff Bezos. I know. <laughs> and like his son and his mom or something. But I just at, like the more I look at this picture, I think I know which one is Jeff Bezos. And then I'm like, but is it the other one? It's, it's the like, middle guy. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> in my right? brain. Okay, yeah. Yeah, like the first few times I saw it, I was like, which one's Jeff Bezos, though? Which one is it? Because there's like, there's Bezos, and then you have Bezos with like better eyebrows and better teeth. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I've i been like looking into who these people on the actual space flight were, because I don't give a shit about Jeff Bezos or his brother. Honestly, I don't know what his brother does, but knowing that they're related so closely by blood makes my stomach turn. Uh, this old lady, do you know who she is? No. Okay. First of all, her name is Wally Funk, which is... That's awesome. The coolest name I've ever heard. Her name is Mary Wallace Funk. She goes okay. by Wally. And she was actually the first female air safety investigator for, okay. like, the National Safety Board or something. She was the first female civilian flight instructor, first female federal av- aviation agency inspector. She was on Mercury 13. She's like an accomplished astronaut. And cool. now she can claim the title as oldest person in space. Nice. I know. I'm super happy for her. And there was a whole thing because she, like, early on in her career, at like 20 years old, she was going to go to space. And they were like, oh, actually, you can't do that last minute. So, <laughs> okay. Like, this is, I think, was her. I think was her first time in space. I'm not a hundred percent certain. That's so dope. I know. I'm very, very happy for her. And then this like literal child that also <laughs> went into space, uh, was the youngest person ever in space. She's only 18 fresh faced little baby. Shit. Okay. I find it fascinating that both the youngest person in space and the oldest person in space were on the same flight. Yeah. Um, but he's nobody special. He's just a millionaire son who like paid to be on the flight. <laughs> cool yeah so daddy i want to go to space yeah it sounds very like willy wonka yeah i have no idea who this kid is me either but i don't care to know all i know is that wally Wally funk is one of the greatest human beings on earth and i'm proud of her (laughs) i know Can, can i crack into this yeah let's crack into this oh my god let's do this oh yes crispy uh no spirit bombs here Dr. Pepper. No spirit bombs? No. Like I said, I was watching someone's house, and I was yeah. like, yo, well, you know what? A movie came out this weekend. I was like, we we should go. So me and Taylor went to a movie. What movie? We went and saw Old. Ah, the new M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie. Shyamalama Ding Dong. Um, it was good. Good? It's one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long time. Wow, that's a big statement. So It's a really good movie. Like, I haven't... I'm struggling to remember the last M. Night movie that I saw. I think it might have been The Happening. Mine was The Visit, where the kids go see their grandparents. Oh, that one looks so weird. It was really good. I actually really like that movie, too. Really? Um, I didn't ever see The Happening, because I heard such bad things. <laughs> I loved The Happening. It was so stupid. Okay, so that's kind of what I'm learning. People kind of get mad at him because his movies come off a little cheesy yeah that or one was sometimes like, full cheesy yeah that one was full like ultimate cheese okay old is cheesy okay like 
there are moments of genuine like holy fuck and then there's moments of like what the fuck (laughs) you know yeah um that's a big thing i've seen in the reviews they're like it can't pick a tone and i'm like whatever get over yourself (laughs) i loved it dude like for real i loved it and i think everybody should see it the premise of the movie like just based on the trailer is that like you go to the beach and you get old and you get stuck there yes okay so the big thing about the trailer for me was that like there's a there's a part in it where somebody holds up a piece of paper to the camera and it's got like a cipher on it yeah and do they do they ever solve the cipher in the movie yes okay so the first thing i did when i saw the trailer i was like somebody has got to have solved that cipher already because i love ciphers so i immediately just instead of trying to solve it myself i was like someone's got to have figured it out save me the work and i googled it and some dude on twitter like broke down how he solved it just basically my brute force and okay the cipher translated into something like okay here's spoilers for old if you haven't if you okay, don't want spoiler it. alert for old let's see if this dude online broke the cipher let's see it said something about like my uncle doesn't like the coral yes that is exactly what it says okay so does the coral make you old no not even okay. close <laughs> so far from that all right it's like the opposite the coral Kinda. makes you young again no it doesn't but okay well like fuck the no coral. But yeah, that that is exactly what it's what it says. Yes. All right. I just had and to know. They don't solve it for like a day. Oh my god! All right. Because the kid that has it is six years old when he gets it, and you know shit happens from there. And then the next day he's six hundred and four. So okay, what do you think this movie's about? So to me, what do you it think just, it is? Like, what is it about in in? In the plot, or like, what in, is it um, trying to socially in, comment um, on? What a twist! What's the twist? <laughs> okay, uh, because the... everybody online claims they guessed it immediately, and I think you are such a fucking liar. I mean, I would just guess that like you go to this beach and you get like crazy old, and then eventually when you figure out how to leave the beach, you're right back where you started from. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to see this movie? I mean. Yeah, but I'm not going to make time for it, so... Like, that's why I told you earlier that the trailers really don't tell you... They they give you no clues that you could even start thinking about the twist. Yeah, because, I mean, that's what it does, is, like... I I did see Split. That one came out in 2016, and mm. I, that's the last one that I saw. No, yeah, and I did see Split, too. Love Split. I hated Split. I, I loved it. I Split. I loved it right up until the moment where it was like, oh, no, he's actually a monster. And mental That's illness what I is liked. a monster. It was so bad. It's not mental it. illness is a monster. It's the yes, fact it that. Is. No, he grew into the being that he said he was going to be. He said, there's somebody coming and it's going to fuck you up. And I was like, I thought it was just a really. This is just mental illness talking. And he was coming up with it. But then he did. He became the thing. <sighs> But I didn't like it because it was, like, falsifying dissociative identity disorder in that way. Like, oh, people with DID are dangerous and they could snap at any moment and become some otherworldly creature and we have to protect society against them. That's not what I took. Well, I mean, it's a superhero movie, so it's not what I took from it. It's a superhero movie? Yeah, it's from the Unbreakable series. Where oh. Bruce Willis is a superhero, he's a villain. Right, I forgot that it's, like, in that timeline. Yeah, he's, like, a villain monster thing. 
I thought it was and that's, fucking that's, stupid. That's what I liked because at the end I was like, oh, he's just going to like think he's one. And then that's kind of where this movie ends, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when the monster showed up, he had the powers and like he became this thing. And I was like, holy shit, what is this thing? That's what I find cool. You know? <laughs> okay. Like, so he, what? You know, I like the payoff. There was a payoff. Yeah. There, there was, was there was nothing left. So what what happens in old? Um. So big time spoilers, people. Okay. Am I like this is this is the thing, and this is why it's good. You ready? Yeah. So the whole thing is they go to the beach. So okay, they go to this resort, and this guy at the resort's like, "Hey, I like you guys." So there's a special <laughs> beach, and I don't tell most most clients about it. But it's really nice, and I'll set up a van to take you there if you want. Okay. Well, he doesn't send just, like, one group. He sends, like, several different parties of people there. And so they're like, I guess it's not that exclusive, you know? Okay. It kind of just keeps going from there. You can't leave the beach. Every time people try to walk back the way they came, they black out and wind up back on the beach. All right, so it's like a video game, uh, what do you call it, like the end of the level. Kind of. Uh, there's people watching them from a from a cliffside, like across the way. I do love the poster for old. I'll tell you that. So you're like, like, why are these people watching them? So I was like, ah, it's like a Truman Show thing. Okay. Like, they're showing these people getting old, and like people are paying to watch it, right? Okay. Yeah. Nope. It's not even that. All right. Everybody that went to the beach is sick. They all have a disease. Of some sort. Okay. Okay. They're purging these people. They're like, we'll just, like, get rid of sick people faster. Right? They've got old disease. Nope. It's not even that. Are you ready? Okay. Are you ready? I, I don't think I am, but all right. Let's because, hear it. Because you watch these people basically just get old and die on the beach, so you're pissed off for them because they were tricked into coming to this beach, and now they all just have to, like, sit here and die. So when they get old and die, do they, like, respawn, or is it, like, No, they die. Okay. You age, um, a year every 30 minutes. Okay, that's fucking fast. You know, in the course of the one day, these kids' parents wind up becoming old and dying. Yeah, you you get 50 years older in the end of a day. Yeah. And the kids that went there when they were six, they're, like, 50 the next morning. Okay. So, you're, like... This is horribly sad. Like, I feel anger because these people are getting old and dying and they were tricked here and they can't leave. Like, there's nothing you can do to leave. You just get old and die here. Yeah. I was like, that's fucked up. And at the end, the guy who's recording them packs up all his data. He does all the stuff. He goes back to uh, this base and it turns out when they arrive at the resort they give everybody a drink they're like oh here's the drinks you specified you wanted when you got here these drinks have medicine in them (laughs) okay and they send them to the beach to basically speed up drug testing trials what the fuck so you can do a trial in a day instead of waiting 30 years for data so there was a lady who had epilepsy And she's on the beach for, like, eight hours. And they're like, that's 16 years. And she didn't have another episode the whole time. This drug works. Now we can ship it out to people. And epilepsy stopped. 
can you imagine though like if it had side effects well well that's the thing though they got to find out but still though you can you can test drugs in a matter of hours instead of 20 years okay and they just cured epilepsy in a day well, like with this drug, they like found out it works, so now they can say you know human testing has has been run, and it took them a day. So now, is it really that bad? Because they're speeding up being able to save millions of other people with this medicine. Sure. Yeah. I mean. So now, who's good and who's bad? You know. Because it's like, oh well, I'm upset because these people died, but also. It's not like it's evil purposes, you know? Okay. But to me, why don't you ask these people if they'd like to be part of that? Because <laughs> there's people yeah. that, like, sign up for, for like, drug testing. Right. But you're also asking them to die in a day. Hey. I think... <laughs> by tomorrow morning, you're old enough to die now. But you could save millions of people later. I just don't think anybody would go for that. <laughs> Some people might. And that's why they're tricking them. You know, so that's um, the twist. And it was dope. I thought that was interesting because I was like, these people are just evil. Like they're just recording these people for the fun of it. Yeah. And instead they're making medicine. I don't know. It sounds, it sounds cheesy. <laughs> I don't think I would like it. It is cheesy. That's what his whole shtick is. I mean, even, I, oh, okay. I see dead people was not cheesy, but signs aliens allergic to water in oh, a house that's, that's only full shit, of water though. it's still cheesy that. though no it's not cheesy that's good that's right pretty there. cheesy that's good writing because i've watched it again and i was like yeah this doesn't hit as hard as it did when i was like seven. Oh, i think it holds up i love i love science it's the ending that's not that great like the whole movie is freaky as shit i love science so much i love science it's good but old is good and old is like very creepy though yeah the trailer was very creepy no there's a lady who has like a calcium deficiency ew and when she gets old i'm sure she, she like just crumbles to dust like a nasty pillar it's bad Ugh. like so that's kind of what i wanted to talk about we go into this movie and there's like two different parties that brought like four or five-year-old kids in there yeah i think I think old is PG-13. Oh, you're talking about, like, couples that brought children into the movie. Yeah, like, families okay. brought in tiny children. That's the, uh, that's weird. Okay. Well, people do that all the time. Yeah, that drives me nuts. But old has people having, like, epileptic seizures and stuff. And, you know, those aren't pretty to watch. No. Do you think at, like, four years old, if you saw a lady, like, foaming at the mouth, thrashing on the ground, that wouldn't fuck your brain up a little bit? Yeah, that would stick with you. Yeah. These kids saw that. There's <laughs> even one kid that was screaming, like, why is this happening to her? And, like, he's, like, legitimately worried for this lady that's on the screen. Yeah, that kid's going to therapy. Yeah, that kid's gonna be fucked up now. Jesus. And I was like, I mean, come on, people. Like, you gotta do better. Be better. I don't know. I liked it, though. If you listen to it, sucks for you. We told you spoilers. You should have known better. We warned you twice. We warned a bunch of times. But I loved it, man. Like, I thought it was good. But the things that I really like... I mean, I I like the twist. Yeah. 
he does a bunch of things with the camera and he plays with sound a lot in it. Okay. And you're like, why are you doing this? It's really weird. And it pays off. Okay. Oh, now I get all those weird shots. Like I see what you were building up because now that it doesn't work that way, you go, oh, fuck. You know? All right. So artistically, the movie paid off for you. 100%. I thought it was great because the acting is not good. Oh, really? (laughs) It's cheesy. The movie is cheese surrounded by like grade A crackers. How how is that? (laughs) It's cheese. Surrounded by good stuff. But it's cheesy okay. at its heart. Okay? Uh, you know what I did watch today? What did you watch? I watched Bo Burnham's Inside. Hmm. Why? I don't know. I decided that it was time. Uh, I... Okay. So I've did you enjoy seeing... yourself? Well, here's the thing. I've just, been, I've just been seeing, like, so much stuff about it. And... It's one of those things I want to be like part of the cultural zeitgeist around it. Like I want, I want to see it in a time that it makes sense for me to see it, you know? I don't even think you need to have seen it to be part of it. You just got to like the songs. I just fucking lived it, man. (laughs) That was a rough watch. How did you, how did you feel at the end? (sighs) It's hard to say. I wasn't sad. I just went, well, that sure wasn't funny. I mean, like, it gets really dark in the middle of it, kind of, like, yeah. eight or nine months into the pandemic when we're all like, wow, we thought it'd be over by now, and it's just keeping on going, and it's still happening. Um, I think as far as, like, pieces of media go, it is kind of like a cornerstone art piece that we can reference to and be like, this is what 2020 yes. was like. Like, this is how it felt for everybody. I think that he was able to capture that, like, 100% essence of humanity and what it felt like to be stuck inside by yourself with your emotions all alone. And Jeffrey Bezos is out there just doing Jeffrey Bezos bullshit. And you're having to watch that on TV. (laughs) Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. I watched it. It was uh, it was really, really good, and I'm glad that I watched it, but, man. Would you watch it again? I don't know. I, I will say, never watch it again. I might watch it, like, in a few years down the road when we're separated from this, because we're at a point right now where, like, when this episode comes out, we could still be in a different landscape of the pandemic because it's yeah. shifting every fucking day because the goddamn Delta variant is here wrecking people's bullshit yeah so um i mean you've said it before he's like one of the few people that kind of will show that emotion yeah because i've told you he's got one a different stand-up that i hate watching the end of that one because it makes me sad make happy i think yeah 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 like when he's singing about how like part of me loves you part of me hates you talking to the crowd and it's just very it's very real, like, intimate emotions about being the person that's on the stage, you know? Yeah, and he took off after that. Like, yeah. when he finished that, he was like, I'm not doing stand-up anymore. For, and for five years, he didn't do stand-up. Yeah. And it was so rough to watch in the actual show and inside when he was like, I, at the beginning of 2020, I was like, hey, why not try stand-up again? And then, like, you know. <laughs> the world said nope. 2020 happened. 
And I just feel like that kind of happened for everybody on some scale, you know? Like, 2020 was going to be the year. It was going to be something. And then, like, everybody had what their own personal version of heartbreak. So, yeah. Um, speaking of heartbreak, that's what I was going to say about old. Okay. <laughs> that movie did scare me. Really? Like, 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 like internally scared you? Existential scare. Ooh. Because you're watching these people get old and the way that he shows people like just slowly aging i was like this is what's gonna happen like to me one day yeah dude i don't like Like, the concept of aging like one day some of these things will happen and that's the problem i can't do anything about it i will get old and it like really made me think existentially about it for a bit yep like That's, during the uh, movie and i was like nope nope i want to know what's happening in the movie and i like had to like focus on the movie again going into a dark hole mentally but still just in this movie theater physically yeah it's kind of like how the whole inside was like you're going down a hole and it's like no i gotta see what's gonna happen you know yeah yeah the so, songs yeah. in inside man they're really really good and quite poignant for being you know comedy songs i really like one song I have one that was one of my favorites. I want to hear what yours is. Oh, mine's I Feel Like Shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, that that song is my life right now. That's a good song. I love that song. It's uh, 100% true words. Yeah. My favorite was the one where he was talking about turning 30. <laughs> mm. He's like, all my stupid friends are having stupid children, stupid, ugly children. Yeah. Not that I feel that my friend's children are stupid or ugly, but like... You just get to a point and you're like, everybody's having babies. Everybody. All of them. I did like how he filmed that like in real time with the clock to when he actually turned 30. Yeah, that was cool. I really thought that was neat. It's like really good planning, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, he had nothing to do but write that special, so. Technically, and then just as a marvel, like, it's, it's a really amazing piece of work. It really is. Like, it really is. It just... When you know him as a comedian, and then you go to watch his new stand-up comedy, and you leave depressed and want to die, <laughs> you'll wonder what happened, you know? Yeah. Man, the part that fucked me up the most is when he's, like, he he jokes about, like, killing himself when he hits 40, and then the next scene is him just talking about, like, uh, I'm just joking, I'm not gonna actually kill myself, I want everybody out there to know that if you're thinking about killing yourself, you shouldn't do it, because somebody loves you, and then, like, oh, it yeah. zooms out, and it's just, like, playing on his shirt, and it's like several months into the future when he looks, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look good. Yeah. Oh boy, that was so, a hard watch, but I'm well, glad I watched it. Glad you did. I guess I'm glad you did that. <laughs> Here, I'm glad you're part of the zeitgeist. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also in the on the line of you know pandemic things, uh, in my brand new hobby that I don't think I've talked about for the last couple of shows, I talked about uh getting into dice making. Yes. And now I have made two sets of dice. I've seen them. And I'm very happy with them. I'm actually really pissed off because Taylor was showing me some. And I thought you made the boba dice that were in the oh, God. Discord. And I was like, those are dope. And she Weren't goes, they oh, so they didn't cool. make those. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Maybe I will one day. I just but... like thought you went hard on the first pair of dice. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, I No, I I'm love your really... dice though. The green ones Thank are my you. favorite. Yes, I'm going to paint those with gold ink and they're going to be so shiny and so pretty. I love I'm, the green ones. I'm very happy with this hobby and I'm going to continue to make dice until I run out of resin and then I will buy more resin and I'll make My more only dice. question, 
is have you rolled them and do yeah. they seem to roll normal? Um, like, I mean, like what keeps dice from being too heavy on a side accidentally that they're not like loaded on their own? Like what makes them like <laughs> perfectly rollable? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I've researched into this and one of the things about the dice community online is just like, there's no way to ensure that your dice are going to be balanced. If you're, if you're making dice with stuff in them or like out of different kinds of resin because there's a lot where you you mix a couple different kinds of resin together and create yeah. some patterns and stuff or like see, you put that was my question because the green ones have paper in them yeah and i'm like well that's weight <laughs> i was like so how does that work and i was just wondering if you knew it's just so negligible i think that okay. it'll you know the the weight of the dice might vary by like point one micron or whatever, but I mean it's not like you can drop them from any height and it's just like always on one side. Yeah, no, okay. it's, I mean it, they're they're pretty variable. They roll like dice roll. So okay, cool. I just didn't know how much science had to go into balancing them, and if you had to do something like that for them, you know. I have looked into like if you have dice that are significantly like if you're putting miniature figures in dice or something and you want to make sure it's still balanced there's ways to check but okay. for the most part people are like just just make dice that look pretty just make dice that's funny yep well i'm proud of you because i think they look fucking awesome thank you i'll be I posting some on the instagram for everyone to have a peek at good um speaking of zeitgeist going back a little bit i'm trying to be in the anime zeitgeist okay you know like I said, I mean, it's been a week of me watching somebody's house. I'm going to be talking about how I was watching someone's house nonstop. Yeah. It was, it was my whole last week. It really was. I was trying to find things to watch, and I couldn't really find anything. And the one app that I went to, it was like, we have a full season of this. And I was like, hey, it's that show. So I started watching Cowboy Bebop. Okay. Have you heard of that before? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's... Everybody's one of, heard of it. Yeah, everybody's heard of Cowboy Bebop. I've heard the music from this show, and the music slaps. I think it's fantastic. Okay. Cowboy Bebop is what I would call anime royalty. Yeah, that sounds about right. Because if you know anime, you know what it is. And you should have seen it. And they say that if you don't like anime, this is the one that you could watch that would, like introduce you like nice and smoothly okay i find that so false oh really it's a boring show oh no it's really fucking boring dude well shit i but i like it like okay the first episode was like real good and you're like oh fuck this is a good show right yeah second one it's like pretty good and then it kind of just hit a wall okay and it's been like eight shows since then and i feel like not much has happened well shit you know are they long shows they're only 20 minutes they're just normal shows yeah but there's a lot of periods of not talking and just like showing sequences like fight and sequences or no just imagery okay <laughs> it's it's a very artistic show and i think that's what people like about it like it is an art show for sure all right but sometimes art can just feel like it's sucking the time out of your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. Because there's some of those shows that I'm like, 
I've watched them like three times because I'm like, did I even really comprehend what happened? I'm like, yep, I watched it all. Okay. And like, I couldn't really remember what even happened. Wow. You know, I mean, I know that by the ending, it's one of the greatest shows ever. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going through the slump and it's going to get great. Yeah. Like, like season three of The Good Place, you know? Yeah. Like, I know it's, I know it's good. Yeah. Like, it can't be the status it is and be bad. Hopefully. Hopefully. But the first episode, like, I'm just going to give you the first episode quick synopsis, right? Okay. And you're going to be like, that show is dope. So he's a bounty hunter. That's the whole premise of the show. Yeah. And he sucks at bounty hunting. Oh, okay. I'm 14 shows in and he's never earned money. Well, shit. (laughs) He's so bad at it. And it's usually not his fault, though. So he just has bad luck. The first episode was really good, man. Like, it was dark. He is chasing this one bounty, and the guy has this drug that you spray into your eye. It's called Red Eye, right? Okay. And it basically makes you hyper aware, and you can, like, dodge bullets and all this stuff. So that's how he keeps evading capture, because he just has a bunch of this drug, and then he uses it, and then can get away. Right? Nice. So he's looking to sell it all. And him and his girlfriend are going to move to Mars. So this is like a space show. Like, they're in spaceships all the time and stuff. Okay, so we're in the future. We have space travel. Yeah, so it's not, like, confined to Earth. They go to Mars, Venus, Jupiter. Like, they go all over the solar system, right? Do they meet the sailors? No. <laughs> um, so they're going to go live on Mars because Mars is, like, the posh, rich planet, right? Like, that's where you go and be wealthy. Okay. Right? <laughs> And so she's like, yeah, we're going to go there one day. And she's pregnant. She's got this pregnant belly, right? All right. Well, later there's a shootout and a bullet grazes her belly. And I was like, oh, fuck. She's not pregnant. They're pretending she's pregnant. That's where she's hiding all the drugs. What? (laughs) And the dude gets pissed at her and, like, rips her a new one. And she starts to see that, like, maybe she doesn't matter like she thinks she does to him. Okay. And they're running away, and they're doing all this stuff, and they wind up in, like, a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing. Like, there's tons of cops, and they're, like, facing this, like, armada of people, right? Yeah. And so, the Cowboy Bebop guy, Spike, he's, like, chasing behind them, and the girl's in the cockpit with her boyfriend. He's all hopped up on the red-eye stuff, and she just kind of goes, we're not gonna make it to Mars, are we? And Spike's pulling up in his ship, and he hears a bang, pulls up next to him, and she has shot the boyfriend in the oh. head, oh. killed him, and she just kind of, like, salutes to him and goes, see you around, cowboy, and those police people just shoot that ship to shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he doesn't get the bounty, and that was the end of the first show. And I was like, this show's good. Yeah, I like that. That's the first show? That's the first show. Christ. Almost none of them are that good again. <laughs> oh. Like, they don't even come close. Damn. Because then we get, like, your standard weird anime ones where in one of them, it's a message about not leaving stuff in the fridge. Okay. Because something in the fridge, there's, like, food that he put in the fridge a year ago that came to life and it's biting everybody on the ship. And, like, Isn't that an episode of Rocko's Modern Life? Probably. <laughs> and it, and it, and it, actually, it wouldn't have gotten it from this show because I didn't know the show was as new as it was. I thought it was like a 90s anime. It is. But from when? Like early 90s. It's from 98. Wow. This is like an almost year 2000 show. 
I mean, that's still like 20 years ago. Put but... that in your mind. Yep. I thought it was 80s, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's drawn like late pretty 80s, 80s early 90s, right? Yeah. Like old anime. It's from like 2000. I have to look at images from this. Um, what is it called? I'm just typing Space Cowboy. Uh, it's not right. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. It looks like an 80s anime to me. Yeah. It's so stylistic, though. I do love the art style of this. That's what I'm saying. It's an artsy show. I like this doggy. He's cute. It is a classic. I mean, it is it is a classy show. But halfway through it so far, because I'm on like episode 15 of 26. Yeah. I think it's okay. Like, All I right. think it's just okay. Just okay. But I know it's going to get good. So I'm going to be finishing it hopefully soon and then I can report back. But as of now, I'm not, I'm not that impressed. Dude, I just love the opening theme song for this movie, for this show though. It makes me think of the movie Whiplash. Like that sounds like a song that they could play there. You know? Man, it's so good. I have been humming that song like nonstop. I'm just watching it right now. Bam! Bam! <laughs> the animation with all the guns, it's it's very It's really cool. good. But the show's kind of boring, dude. It's, yeah. It's just kind of boring. Well, that's a shame. I've I've fallen asleep watching it like three times. Dang, yeah, that's a sign that's not for you. I know, but, but like, I know it's good. Because one of my favorite movies of all time, I've talked about it on here before, was Metropolis from like yeah. 1920. It's a completely silent film. I fell asleep watching it like four times. And when I finally made it through the whole thing, it's one of my favorite movies. You know? Like, you just yeah. gotta get through to when it hits its big stride. You know? Yeah. I know this movie... I know the show's good. I'm gonna watch it. Watch it, damn it. So, then a quick note on that. There's a movie as well. I was like, well, I guess the I should watch like the movie. New, right? It's from, like, 2001. Isn't there, like, a recent one, though? I don't think so. I feel like they just made a Cowboy Bebop movie. I was looking up the movie again, and I was like, you know what? I owned that movie once. I had it on Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Because I knew what Cowboy Bebop was. So I was like, I should get this. Yeah, it it just says 2001. What's the one where, like, the guy has, like, a big pompadour? <laughs> Anime Pompadour. The only thing I know is uh, Space Dandy. Pompadour movie. <laughs> Pompadour um, movie. Shit, what's this guy's name? He's got like sunglasses and a pompadour. Dude, I don't know. Fuck. Do you have a picture of him? <laughs> let me let me uh, grab this for you. What's this guy's name? Because this is the only thing that I know, and that's old Space Dandy. Which me and Taylor still want to watch at some point. That might be him? I don't know. It looks about the same. Every anime character with a pompadour looks exactly the same to me. <laughs> Everybody with a pompadour looks the same. It's a no, very one-note haircut. <laughs> there was a movie that they just made. And like... With an <laughs> anime pompadour. Through... Yeah, and they have there's like a tunnel that the guys are running through. And it looks heisty. Dude, it's a heist anime. What is this? I just typed in anime pompadour and I found a dude with a pompadour. It's like 18 inches in front of him. <laughs> Kelsey, what is this pompadour? Look at this. Look at this guy's pompadour. <laughs> it looks like a Swiss cake roll. 
I love his. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, what is the name of that movie? Shit, someone is like yelling at their phone right now. I don't know if anime pompadour movie is enough. <laughs> it's not, it's not. Are you talking JoJo? I don't know. JoJo's like a Bizarre Adventure movie. Stuff? <laughs> a recent anime movie? Yeah. Why feel... do you know anime movies? I feel like I saw a preview for it in a theater and I was like, that's a pretty cool looking anime movie. <laughs> and uh, God damn it. Anime movie recent. Definitely have to cut all this out while we <laughs> figure out anime movie stuff. I just... Here's anime movies in 2021. Maybe it was one of those things where they were like showing an no old pompadours. movie and they were just advertising for it. <clears throat> no pompadours. No pompadours. <laughs> Let me just look up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and see if that guy is the I doubt it's Yuri man. on Ice because that's an ice skating movie without a pompadour. JoJo Bizarre Adventure Pompadour. That's not it. This guy has like the lowest hairline like his hairline comes down to his brow i can't wait for you to figure out what this was <laughs> one day I have no idea yeah. someone write in please i tell me what this man with the low hairline in the pompadour is you said anime okay dude with a pompadour running out of a tunnel i feel like there was a tunnel and there was like guns anime running out of tunnel pompadour <laughs> break google's algorithm they're like if we don't know what you want worked, do you know how much i would have freaked out oh my god nope instead i found the 15 most impressive pompadours in anime oh that's a list worth going down yeah i'll have to post this for you guys god. and look space dandy yeah i don't know dude i also don't know <laughs> but there is a dude from jojo's bizarre adventure on there yeah, that's. that's I didn't know pompadours were such a thing in a anime, but I guess they, they are. really are. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so the Cowboy Bebop movie came out two thousand one, and I knew what Cowboy Bebop was, so I bought it for like seven ninety nine in like the Best Buy bargain bin one time. Yeah. And I've cleaned out my movie collection once before, and I was like, I bet I got rid of that. I was like, how Probably. much does that cost? Uh, it's a, it's like a $160 Blu-ray now. Holy shit. And I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I got rid of that. And I was like, let me go look though. I still have it. Oh, good. So wow, I have the have movie a... one day. Damn. So I'm gonna finish this. I'm gonna watch that movie. Hopefully I'll love it. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. I have to close all these anime tabs. <laughs> Bad Google search results. Okay. Um, all right, I have a question for you. Okay. Um, what? How much? How much do you know about Homestuck? Nothing. Okay. Same. Except that Desi read it all the time. Okay, I thought we had some friends who were like into Homestuck, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Uh, I feel like this is one of those fandoms that just missed me like a speeding bullet. Do you ever feel that? It's like I mean, the breath of the of? fandom, like on your on your neck as it runs past. Like, that's how I felt with Supernatural, because I never watched that, but I just know that yeah. everybody else in the world did, you know? So Homestuck is, like, over a million words. It's that long. It's a webcomic, and I think it's, it's also... the longest-running webcomic ever. Probably. I mean, well, I don't know, because it's over, and it lasted, I think, eight years. 
Okay. But like they updated quite frequently and it was more than just a webcomic because there were like parts of it that you played through like a video game, but they were kind of railroady, so it just kind of took you yeah. on where you're supposed to go, I guess. But oh, and then the there's lo- like animatics that they also included in there. And oh, music. This makes a lot of sense. The oldest webcomic around is a furry webcomic, by the way. Oh man, what's it called? It's called Kevin and Kel. Alright. It began September 3rd, 1995. Holy shit. And I think it's still going. What? So, yeah, there you go. Jesus. Um, yeah, I've just been like, I, I got a video of my recommendations. So I followed this YouTuber whose name's Sarah Zed. Have you heard of her before? No. Uh, it's just Sarah and then the letter Z, but she's Canadian, so it's Sarah Zed because they okay. say Zed in place of Z. But, um,. She basically takes a fandom and then, like, deconstructs it or takes a controversy around a fandom. Like, she has a whole episode on, like, the finale of Supernatural and what it meant to the fandom. And she's okay. got um, she's got an episode where she talks about that fanfic that somebody wrote about Harry Potter that was, like, Ebony, Dark, uh, Dementia, Raven that. Way or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's bad. But she has this, um, the, the video that was recommended to me was that, uh, she was explaining Homestuck and like the fandom around it and kind of the controversies and what went wrong in the Homestuck fandom, because boy, howdy, that thing is deep. There's just like, (laughs) it's a, it's a deep well, just a vat of, uh, there's so much, there's so much. And I just want to recommend this video to anybody who doesn't know what Homestuck is or has always been curious because I've always wanted to know what Homestuck was. And I tried to get into it when I was younger, like, tried to read the webcomic and it just never grabbed me but um it's one of those things of media where i don't have the time to read a million words yeah so i'm just gonna let somebody explain it to me over the course of four hours on youtube yeah uh it's fascinating there's it's it's a whole rabbit hole that you could go down it is the whole thing yeah i recommend it to anybody who's ever been curious about what a homestuck is i may check it out just to be like all right I know now. Yeah, I'll link it for you. Okay. Sarah Zed's fascinating. I love her stuff. I've been playing a game recently. Okay. So it is the latest and greatest from the Ace Attorney series. Oh, that one came out. It came out yesterday in real time. Uh, So we downloaded it and have played most of the first case. It's actually like really long as far as first cases go because usually with the first case in any of these games they'll they just kind of like dunk your toes in the water and be like this is the characters that you're going to be working with this is kind of the court proceedings in case you're not familiar yeah hey pick this item like that's the one you want to pick yeah like how really did the walk victim you die it. yeah find the court record so um it's very cool it's the translation like these games have been in existence for some time now it's two games in one package and uh, they've been out in japan forever but have this is their american release so it's really exciting for me okay because i've been waiting on these things but um they have a cool mechanic in this one where you talk to more than one witness on the stand at a time so like okay yeah. So you have like several witnesses up on the stand and one of them is testifying, but like you can see out of the corner of your eye, another one of the witnesses is reacting to their testimony. Okay. So they kind of like cringe when they lie or when they say something strange and you have to be like, oh, what do you think about that? And you go interrogate them in the middle of this testimony. So it's something hmm. that's entirely new 
to the to the Ace Attorney games, and it's really exciting and fun. And right. I'm only like three quarters of the way through the first case, so I can't give a full review yet. But I'm looking forward to the rest of the games and expect awesome. a full breakdown whenever yes. I get through. And one day I will play the original trilogy. You've gotta. You've gotta. I know. What you know about He-Man? Um, I know that I cry sometimes when I'm lying. Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. I said hey. What's going on? (laughs) Okay, I did never watch that show. That was in the 80s. That was too pre-me. That was like my brother stuff, right? Right. I don't know shit about it. Well, Kevin Smith is redoing, well, not redoing it. He's making a sequel show, so a legacy sequel. Okay. To the show, and it's going to be on Netflix, right? He boy. I don't know what made me, oh, because Kevin Smith is in the news right now. Yes. Because he's in big trouble. Do you know why he's in trouble? So I, I saw that people were talking about Kevin Smith, and they were angry at him. And I was like, I am not invested enough <laughs> in Kevin Smith to understand why other people are mad at him. I'll just maintain that I don't like him still. Okay. You're, you, you really need to change that. Okay. Do you know why he's in trouble? No. He gave a female character a, a bigger lead role in He-Man and everyone's shitting on him because it's He-Man, oh. not He-Lady. And that's oh a scientific God. fact. What the fuck? <laughs> so, hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of the pre-ramble there. If you do like that, you can get the full bonus episode by going over to patreon.com slash yimtope, Y-M-B-T-O-A-P, and signing up to be a patron. Uh, you will get access to all the weekly mini episodes. You can do that by signing up to any tier, but you can do that for as low as the $2 a month tier. Uh, that gets you into the Discord community as well. We have a thriving Discord community. We have friends, fans. We talk all the time about the Yimtope episodes. We share memes with each other. Just talk about <laughs> what's going on in life. There's so much just going on in there. I would love to see you guys in there too. Yes. And if you love the extra episodes in the Discord community, but you wish you had even more Yemtope, you can always send them to our exclusive Zeitgeist tier. $5 a month will get you access to our secret YouTube, where we publish a new review each and every month. We do deep dives on movies, video games, TV shows. Last month, we did a deep dive on our co-host, Robert. If you want to be the ultimate supporter, go beyond even the Patreon. You can get yourself some Yemtope gear over at the Yemtope Apparel store. We've got shirts, we've got hoodies, we've got tote bags, mugs, masks. Get your face masks because we're needing them again. Uh, The link to our shop is available in the show notes. And we want to say thank you so much to all of our supporters. Now get back to your regularly scheduled Yimtop content. Kelsey. Robert. Uh, While I was trying to find stuff to watch, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a mess I had, right? Okay, you got a mess? You know... That I like the Olympics. Mm-hmm. In fact, I love the Olympics. Yeah. I've been asked so many times lately, why do I love it so much, right? Yeah. It's because the people that go and compete there, the events that they partake in, it is like their whole life. Yeah. Like the people that do table tennis, they do it like every day. They're fucking like, serious about it. It is like a thing, right? Like, it's a way of life. Yeah, like it's, it's such... It's such an integral part of their existence, and you get to see the, like, fruits of all that labor, you know? Yeah. 
Which, by the way, table tennis, watching it, is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Why? When they go to serve it, they stare at that ping pong ball like they've never seen one in their life. (laughs) And then they just so daintily, dunk, hit it. It's so weird. It's so bizarre because it's such this intense buildup and then just the tiniest, like, bink. But so anyway, I want to watch the Olympics. You know how fucking hard it is to watch the Olympics? I don't because I haven't tried. <laughs> it's so fucking hard unless it's you just not just like have cable. Oh yeah, okay. Like there's no so, other way to watch it. Are they not streaming it anywhere? Not unless you pay for it. No oh, boo. Like basically, you got to pay to watch it now because I remember watching it on like NBC.com. Yeah. And so I tried that, and they give you a 30 minute trial, and then say pay us. Fucking stupid. So I watched 30 minutes of it, got shut down. Uh, they have their Peacock app, right? Yeah. And it says, see clips and stuff from here. And I was like, yes, Olympics. So I go <laughs> out there. You got to pay to watch the full replays of the events. I don't want to watch like a highlight of, oh, here's two serves during this one table tennis match, right? Yeah. I want to see the whole fucking match. So basically that's a bust. There's nowhere to watch it unless you pay for it. That's kind of some bullshit. Well, then I found out YouTube TV does a two-week trial. Oh. And you can watch all of it there. Well, that's perfect. The Olympics are, like, Beautiful. almost over. So so I go in there. It's a five-day trial, I guess, because uh. people are signing up like crazy to watch the Olympics. Why Why would they limit the amount of free I trial? I fucking know. It's just, that's so, that's frustrating. I went out to a whole bunch of places trying to get, like, promo codes, you know? Yeah. None of them worked. I tried like 50. Man. And so basically I got five days. So I watched it for five days. Okay. You need to find you some bootleg Olympics. It was amazing. I loved it. My favorite so far has been archery. Oh, archery. Archery is pretty legit, man. The way they do that. It's, it's very, very cool. But the table tennis was a ride. (laughs) Um... Weren't you excited about skateboarding being in the Olympics? Yeah. Isn't that a so thing that we talked about? That is a thing that we talked about. And they have, like, children competing, right? Yeah, there's, like, an 18-year-old kid or something. But even younger, I thought. Like, Olympic skateboarding. Let's see. Well, I watched some of the events for skateboarding. Yeah. They fell, like, every trick. And I was like, this sucks. So I stopped watching <laughs> it. Okay, so a 13-year-old skateboarder... Her name is Momiji Nishia, one Never of the youngest gold medalist winners ever. Fucking That's awesome. Cool as hell. <laughs> well, I wish I could have seen her because all the guys that I watched barely landed tricks. All right. That and sucks. I was like, what's the point of this? I didn't care. <laughs> so I went to real sport, like ping pong, <laughs> you know. Okay. But so anyway, I have been watching the Olympics lately. And my five-day trial was coming up, and I was going to let YouTube hit me for a month of it so I could finish it out. Yeah. Um, I canceled it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not watching the rest of it. Why? It's just, there's just a lot of shit going on. There sure is. Um, I think this is maybe the most troublesome Olympics I've ever seen. Truly. So, I on a whim decided to google like olympic controversies and there's apparently like a wikipedia article about 
a list of Olympic Games scandals and controversies, like, from the beginning of the Olympics, like, from 1908 up to now. Yeah. And I click on the section to go to the 2020 Olympics, and it's like, oh, do you want the main article? There's an entire separate Wikipedia article for concerns and controversies yeah, at dude. the 2020 Summer Olympics. It's a lot. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot. The more I learn about the Olympics, the less I like it. Like, I I do not like the Olympics. I like the Olympians. I think the people that yeah. do this shit are cool as hell. They're, they're fucking amazing. They dedicate their lives, like you said, to this amazing, these amazing feats that their bodies can do. They're pushing themselves yeah. beyond what we thought capable. Like, like Simone Biles. That's what I like, is, yeah. seeing, is seeing these people do... Basically, they have decided, I'm going to be this hardcore, and they do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what's cool to me. It's, yeah. I, I really love these athletes, and I wish oh, that... And it's kind of boring this year. Is it? Well, there's nobody out in the stands, because of COVID. Oh, right. Yeah. So, like, I was watching women's volleyball, and, like, they get a score, and nothing happens. Oh. Like, it shows the, like, state, you know, like, the stadium and there's nobody there and it's like <laughs> it's just four girls playing volleyball out in the middle now yeah you know i was like it's it's it wasn't as exciting when like this team would score so like that half of the crowd's like oh my people you know right nobody's waving their country flags or yeah there's their no faces. there's no energy in the olympics this year yeah which kind of turned me off on top of you know everything else that's turning me off about it right there's just like a whole bunch of shit this year so i've never really paid give me a couple yeah i've never really paid like as much attention i guess as i should have to the olympics because there's all sorts of things about how the olympics are just kind of not treated well and not provided what they're needed like i thought it was more commonly known but i guess it's one of those things that not everybody is aware of that olympic olympic athletes are not paid by the olympics like, yeah. you're not guaranteed a salary for competing, and you're not even guaranteed prize money for the medal. Like, countries can choose to pay you, or they can choose not to. Like, if you took a knee for the national anthem because you're taking a stand against the fucking police brutality and other shit that we have going on here in America, um, you can just not get paid sometimes. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot happening about um, uniforms. So, yeah, I guess it makes sense that you need to have like a uniform for your Olympic team, but I didn't know that they didn't get to choose them. So the Norwegian athletes, uh, they took a stand this year and they were like, we're going to wear like shorts bottoms. We don't want to wear the bikini bottoms anymore. Yeah, I saw that. And they're not even like, <laughs> this doesn't make it better or anything but like they're not even baggy shorts you know they're still tight so if 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 the thing is like we still want to see them butts ladies then you're still getting an eye full of booty anyway because they're like tight I mean, they're beach just like shorts gym shorts yeah like yeah. they're they're tight gym shorts like little yeah. like biking shorts so i mean they're they're getting fined for saying like we don't want to wear these uncomfortable tiny bikinis anymore. We want to actually wear shorts and like be able to move in ways that make sense. Because imagine just getting sand up in your fucking vagina all the time as you're going around, yeah, trying to beat this volleyball down and get the gold. Um, so they were like, 
they took a stand against that. And then Pink, uh, the pop star, yep. <laughs> decided that she like so the athletes were going to get fined for choosing to wear something outside of the regulation uniforms. And Pink was like, I will pay those fines. Keep up your shit. You're doing great. I know. So That's amazing. I love that. It is amazing. Good on Pink and good on the athletes for taking a stand and, you know, taking control of their bodies. There's yeah. just like such a, a sexualization of women in sports. It's disgusting. And also, so in Germany, their gymnastics team wore like full body leotards instead of the yeah. normal, like small bathing suit style unitards. Yeah. This is like a full, like floor to ceiling. We are covering the body. We have the entire, we have everything covered and comfortable. Like a one piece bikini versus a two piece. Yeah. Yeah. But like also it covers your toes and everything. <laughs> well, yeah, but just like, instead of saying, well, you know, it's still a bikini, you know, but there's one that covers more than another. Yeah. And so they're just wearing an outfit that covers more than what they would normally wear. They just want to make sure everybody feels comfortable. And I yeah. like that. I think that Olympians should be comfortable. I, I, I would think so, too, because we need them to be able to perform their craft well, you know? I know. Like, what if they made the people who played ping pong, what if they made those men wear, like, little banana hammocks? What, what do we think about that, huh, Olympics? Like, do we need to see the balls as well as the balls? I mean, probably. <laughs> Just make sure you're not, like, hiding any extra ping pong balls up there for yeah. cheating purposes or whatever. There's just so much happening at the Olympics, and it's upsetting. And poor Simone Biles had to withdraw due to mental health concerns she was just like i i'm not in it this year <laughs> yeah which i feel i feel bad for you know which it's... killed me because yeah. i watched an interview with her coming into the olympics so this was before the game started yeah um at the last olympics so the rio ones right yeah uh, her and her team, I guess, were sexually assaulted by their by one of the members of the team. Yeah. Like the uh, medical... The trainer or something. Trainer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the guy who would, like, do the ice baths for your legs and all that kind of stuff. Right. The person um, you're supposed to trust with your health. Yeah, like, hey, my ankle hurts. I need you to wrap it. That kind of stuff. And then he would, you know, make it... Touch in them a, inappropriately. Yeah, he would do bad. He's in jail now, by the way. Good. Where he fucking belongs. So, from what I gathered, she's like the o only person from that team that's still gymnasizing, I guess Competing. is the word I'll go with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's like the only one that still competes, and she wasn't going to go into the Olympics this year. Yeah. But she said, you know what? I mean, she wasn't tooting her own horn, but she's tooting her horn because she can. Yeah. She was like, you know, I have a social media presence. Like, it's it's a big one. She's I, Simone I, fucking like, Biles. I have a platform. And she goes, so really, if I didn't compete, I felt like that incident and that type of scenario would just get thrown under the rug. Yeah, but by me giving... coming into the games, they have to acknowledge me and my past and look for other people that that's going to happen to. Yeah. If she were to quit, it gives power to the people that would put her down. Yeah. So she came in with that as being almost the driving force for why she's here to help right. be that face of moving past the trauma and that that shouldn't define you or put you out. And now but she's the leaving the games time, and people are still mad at her. 
You know? I know. It's like the albatross around her neck, you know? It's just like she can't get away from any public scrutiny. It just... Yeah. Pe- people feel the need to look at her and all of her amazingness, the four tricks that she has named after her because they were coined by her because she's so amazing. I just, It drives me nuts that people look at her and want to tear her down. Like, what don't you like about Simone Biles? This yeah. wholesome woman who just wants to jump in the air and turn around a whole bunch of different times well, in a bunch of different Well, then I heard that because she's so good... They stripped her of some points because nobody else can compete. Yeah. They're like, oh, you can't do that trick. It's illegal because nobody else can do it. That's, that's not their Simone Biles' problem. Yeah, that's their problem. Yeah. That means I'm I'm better. Yeah. So I win. And the fact just... that you're going to, like, handicap her for that is ridiculous. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, 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 you know what? Uh... Can't play ping pong with the normal ball because it's, you know, you're really good at hitting it, but some people aren't. So we need to use a bigger one. Yeah. So that it's easier for everybody else. You would never do that. Right. You don't handicap the game. The whole point is these people practice at that game, at that skill. And if you can't cut it, then why are you doing that skill on this level? Yeah. Yeah. That's- she is, she's more skillful then. So she wins. People just don't want to see black women succeed. That's what it boils down to, honestly. Which is what I was thinking about because, you know, there's the whole Shikari thing. Yes. Where she smoked the weed. And now there's like a whole like CBD weed at the Olympics campaign with white women. I know. Okay. So this made me mad too. So uh, at the center of this controversy is Megan Rapinoe. And I want to say that I do like Megan Rapinoe because she's... She's a good person in general. Man, I hope I'm not missing some big controversy. But like from what I know of her and her career, she's a good soccer player and just generally a nice human being. And she was promoting um, CBD use at the Olympics. And while I can recognize that CBD is different from THC, they're two like different chemicals. They're both present in marijuana. And that's what people associate CBD with. They're like, Oh, that's the weed chemical that makes you feel good. And how are you going to let white women go to the Olympics and be like, Oh, it's CBD. It's wonderful. It's organic. It's fun. And then it just, it's such a double standard and it's so sinister and shitty. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, it, it, it's just interesting that the people who are catching the flag do both happen to be black women. Yeah, exactly. And it just fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I could pay to watch it, but I was like, you know what? The fun's kind of gone. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not really getting to enjoy the sport. Right. You know, I'm not getting to enjoy the spectacle because most people that I would want to talk to about it, you know, they're seeing the negative stuff. And so they're not enjoying it. So it's like, I can't really enjoy it. Yeah. The whole point is being able to sit there and go like, can you believe that they could do like, oh my God, this dude swims like a rocket. (laughs) This dude broke his arrow like 15 times in a row. How cool is that? He split it so many times. Ugh. Or fucking, I don't know, she did a thousand twists in the air. Like, it's just neat. Yeah, it's but, just neat. But because of all the shit, it's 
it's you can't even enjoy the feats that are happening right now. Yeah, I agree, and so, it sucks. Yeah, I gave up on it. Good old Olympics. Um, you want to hear about some more controversies? Sure. Uh, this is not Olympic related, but it is summer games related in a tangential way. Have you heard about what's going on with Overwatch? Not really. Well, it's not Overwatch. It's Blizzard, Activision Blizzard as a company as a whole. Okay. There has been like enormous allegations, like a whole lawsuit being filed against the company in California because of a frat boy culture that has been cultivated inside like the office. Um, There's been just like so much sexual harassment and generally troubling behavior from a bunch of people within the corporation. And it's unclear at this point, like which game studios specifically are affected because you know, they're, they're divided up inside. They have like the wow division. They have the overwatch division and all that. I just haven't been able to like have the stomach to play any Overwatch because of this. Like I feel, even though I'm not giving any money to them, I'm still giving attention to their platform. And yeah, it's it's hard to see a company like <sighs> do shit like that and then still support them. Like I really love Overwatch a lot, and it's been the game that I have played the most maybe ever in my lifetime. Yeah, but like this fucking sucks and I, I can't bring myself to support a company while they're doing this bullshit so yeah i, I really interesting that you know the company that pushed through the the good samaritan like report the people get endorsements for being good yeah. and stuff is doing yeah. the opposite at home right that's exactly it and i follow one of the um personalities from blizzard on instagram i've talked to you about her before many a time she's one of the overwatch esports people oh, Zoe. yes Zoe. she's her. my favorite i love her so much yes. she's wonderful inside and out and she's just like a good human being and she's been posting she's been kind of silent on the whole thing and then today posted a thing like i can't talk about it because i'm still employed at blizzard and i don't want to lose my job but i want everybody to know that i'm standing with the people that i need to stand with on this and i really feel bad for the victims and wish that I could say more, but legally I'm not allowed to because I still work here and I yeah. have a contract. Yeah. It's just rough to watch. Is it all because Papa David left? I don't know. Your Papa Jeff, you mean? Oh yeah. Papa Jeff. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if, if that's why he left. Cause I've always wondered know, why man. he's gone. Same. I, there, there's been so much speculation about it. And now to see this come out, I'm like, wow, I wonder if like, that had anything to do with it at all but like man yeah it just really sucks because i i like the whole overwatch team i think that they're all cool and to see shit like this crumbling from the inside i'm like oh boy what don't i know yeah so currently boycotting blizzard products sad Sad. times i really hope that nobody on the overwatch team is involved (laughs) and i can guiltlessly go back to playing overwatch at some point yeah but who knows? I mean, they were shitty about Hong Kong, too. So it's not like That's, yeah. they've never been at fault for anything ever. That's true. I hate that everything is so problematic all the time. I just want to I just want to enjoy my game. I know. I just want to enjoy the games, the yeah. Olympic games. But it just it's it's important to have is a critical hard. eye. Yeah, it's important to have a critical eye when you're consuming media and just make sure that, you know, 
things stand with your values. Yeah. Also related to Overwatch, uh, so you know my my squad that I play with. Yeah. That I've talked about several times. Um, so many of them are like moving right now. It's wild. Like one of them lived in Texas. He has moved up to Washington. One of them lived in Colorado, who's moving back to Texas. Mm-hmm. And one of them is moving to Ohio and happens to be passing through Texas. Okay. And they're all going to be in Texas on the same day by the fate of the gods. Like the stars have aligned. And I'm like, everyone needs to come to my house. And oh I want God. to meet you guys in person for the first time ever. Yeah. So that's happening tomorrow. Oh, cool. I know. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> I really thought you were going to be like, and it's while we're not going to be here. No. God, no. Because okay. we're leaving very, very soon. But yeah, so we are meeting up tomorrow for the first time ever, and I don't know how it's going to go. It's Very like, cool. Don't try to hug anybody. You might stab them. Oh, I'm going to hug them. I'm going <laughs> to hug them real good. <laughs> I just, uh, I think this is the first time ever that I'm meeting a friend that I strictly know only from the internet. Yeah. Which is very fun. And I'm very cool. Looking forward to it. Well, I look forward to how many tears are shed. Yeah. I hope I don't cry. <laughs> I'm going to make gonna it cry. awkward. I'm going to cry. You're totally going to cry. Next week, we will be in Nashville for Podcast Movement 2021, which is a convention that we were planning on going to in early 2020. Well, but actually, alas, this week. Because. Yes. Yeah, this is coming out on the second. So, right. So, as you're hearing this, likely we are in Nashville. But for the next produced episode, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Oh, we don't yeah. know yet what it's going to look like, but we promise we're going to get you guys an episode. It's probably going to involve road tripping and hotel rooms and just not being at our homes. Yeah, but uh, have faith in us that we will get it done, and we will get it done for you. I'm excited for that one. I'm actually. so pumped, actually. I'm I think ready. it's going to have some cool stuff in there. I hope so. So, Let's go to the old beach. You ready okay. to go to the old beach? Yeah, dude. Okay. Thank you so much for staying to the end of the show, and we'll reward you by asking us, asking you to tell your friends about us like we always do. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on your most favorite platform so you never, ever miss an episode because we release weekly every single Monday, each and every one. If you got a second to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out so, so much. And don't forget, you can find us on all them social medias. You know them. The Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We just streamed Virginia we last did. week. Very cool. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. We always love to chit chat with you guys while we do that and again we can never thank our patrons enough we love you guys the support you give us pushes us forward to do everything that we do we really couldn't i mean we could do it without you but we don't want to do it without you (laughs) and i feel like the gmail's dead man it's dead it's uh this is time that we bury it y'all don't fucking like it anymore (laughs) The patrons have decreed we would rather just talk to you in the Discord. Yeah, which is fine. I feel like that's kind of the way. I get it. Email's old school. So you know what? Maybe I won't bogey about it anymore. Maybe I'll leave it alone. So you know what? (laughs) Shoot us a Discord thing. Shoot us something that you want us to know in the Discord. And if you're not in it, don't forget about that Patreon tier and get in that Discord. Yeah. Our theme song is The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn by Farage. Please check him out on YouTube. And as always, thank you so much for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. Why didn't we like the coral at the old beach?
We had one more important sound we wanted you to hear. Post-show kitty update! <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that uh, I believe that we have had our first, like, real deal kitty poop. Okay. So, like, every time they've pooped, it's been just, like, a little bit, right? Yeah. But, uh, spicy girl today. Of course, it's always spicy. spicy. She laid some, some, like, full-blown poops today. Okay. (laughs) I think we have upgraded to growing kitty status. Oh, wow. (laughs) I just sent you some pictures. (laughs) That's a turd. (laughs) When... These got produced. I My eyes nearly bugged out of my head. Damn. Because I'm used to what comes out of them. This is like five times as big as anything has come out. And she did two of them. <laughs> she, was, she must have been like full of shit, like up to her neck. Yeah, dude. I was like, okay, I think we are past kitten stage. I think we are in like teenage cat stage. Like, here we go. <laughs> they are growing now, you know? Okay, yeah. No more tiny poops. Only big poops. Only big poops. 